I am excited to welcome you to Live Healthy Naturally, a podcast about how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm Dr. Samir Sridhar. You can find us on all major podcast hosts, including Google, Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Hello, everyone. So, today we have hypothyroidism, your thyroid in general. Uh, your thyroid is actually a butterfly-shaped organ right here in your neck. And most people know this, but um, a lot of people don't know what actually makes it tick, what makes it healthy, what keeps it healthy, and how we actually have hypothyroidism. One in three women suffer from hypothyroidism. Um, it's much more common in women than men. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to talk about um, hyperthyroidism that's actually a real problem too but hypothyroidism is so much more common than hyperthyroidism and nowadays we also have many different other things associated with hypothyroidism like Hashimoto's graves these are what we call as autoimmune thyroiditis so they actually are caused by uh, the body trying to uh, produce antibodies against its own thyroid and in turn causing the thyroid to not function optimally, whether it is hyper or hypo. So I'm going to talk about hypothyroidism today because it is so common and so many uh, people get affected by it every single uh, day. And we see hypothyroidism so commonly in our practice, probably 50% of our patients, adult patients have hypothyroidism. That's how prevalent it is. And it is just one practice. So if you can imagine how many doctors are there in this world and how many people are seeing hypothyroid patients, there are plenty of people. And many of you probably have already resigned into the fact that you just have to take medication for the rest of your life because that's what you've been told. And it's a very interesting thing because we never think of it this way. But I do want you to think about this today. So if you have a cut on your skin, do you put medicine on it every day? If somebody told you that this will not heal, would you believe it? Would you believe in the concept of taking medication for you know pretty much all of your life for that cut? So if you won't believe in all of those things, why do we actually believe that this is something that you will have to live for the rest of your life? And this is something that you will have to take medication for the rest of your life. I know that a lot of people, um, you know, pretty much have been told this. There are so many doctors that have told this to their patients. And if you're one of them, you probably believe it, right? Hi, Sri. Nice seeing you here. Thank you for joining me. So if you are one of them, I want to tell you that that is not true. Just like you have the ability to heal a cut right here, you have the ability to heal your thyroid as well. So hypothyroidism is nothing but your thyroid not producing enough hormones. And the TSH is probably one of the most important markers that most doctors will check for. And that TSH is produced by the pituitary and then it actually sends information to the thyroid. And then the thyroid makes T3 and T4. These are the hormones that your thyroid makes. And this hormone goes into every single cell and helps in metabolism. It actually helps the cells convert food into energy. So if you're not producing enough of the T3 or T4, 
it will mean that the pituitary will have to make more of the TSH, which means it's called as hypothyroidism. If the opposite is true, where you make more T3 and more T4, and you have very little TSH, that is called as understand how the thyroid works in order for us to make sense of all these numbers and what this means to your health. So the thyroid hormone is called as triiodothyronine, which is the T3, and the tetraiodothyronine, which is the T4. Obviously, I cannot teach you everything about the thyroid and its function and how to help it. But one thing I can tell you right now, and I want you to remember this always, at any given point in time, no matter what your diagnosis is, that every single organ in your body is just like your skin. If you don't believe that you can not heal from a cut, do not believe that you cannot heal from any disease because your body is capable of healing. But that said, it does not mean that you keep on doing the same things and it will heal automatically. That may not happen. You may have to take steps towards it healing. And those steps may look something very different from the steps that you took in the past. In the sense, if you actually cut your finger with a knife, if you continue not using the knife carefully, then you're going to keep getting cut, right? So we cannot keep using the knife in the same way and expect to not get cut. The same way, if you have been diagnosed with hypothyroidism, if there are certain things that has led that, you know, led to that, then you cannot continue doing that. You have to do things differently. But do know, that you can heal from the hypothyroidism as well. Because we see every single day, I have the privilege and honor of seeing so many people doing that every single day. And you know, that is definitely not uh, to my credit because all I can do is I can actually teach them, I can give them that information. And then people take that and run with it and heal their own bodies because your body is amazing. Your body is miraculous. Your body can heal. So one of the most commonest things, you know, we had actually um, put together an infographic for you as to what are the different causes of hypothyroidism. And I know that you probably saw so many of them and you thought, wow, that's an overwhelming list of things that can cause hypothyroidism. And today I'm going to tell you that that was not really a comprehensive list. It was actually only still a certain percentage of that list. And there are still so many other things that can cause hypothyroidism, like the water you drink, okay? So the water you drink, if it's not reverse osmosis water, if it's not purified water, clean water that doesn't have chlorine or fluoride in it or heavy metals in it, then you're sick. If it has any of those things, if you're drinking water from the tap because somebody told you that it's safe to drink, it is safe to drink in the sense that you won't get sick from it right away, but you will actually get sick eventually because it has these kinds of contaminants in them that depletes iodine from your body. So the triiodothyronin and tetraiodothyronin, it literally means that there are three and four molecules of iodine in each of these T3 and T4. So, which means that iodine is a very, very essential component for your thyroid health. But most people are not taking any iodine in their diet except for the iodized salt. And iodized salt is really not a very good source of iodine. And it's really not a good source of salt either. That salt is actually pretty much made in the lab and it doesn't really serve you to have that. But there are foods that you can actually have on a regular basis 
that will prevent iodine deficiency, which in turn will actually prevent hypothyroidism. Most women get diagnosed with hypothyroidism, especially postpartum, because during pregnancy, their need for iodine goes up tremendously because the baby needs iodine as well. And so the baby takes up the iodine from the mom and the mom becomes depleted of iodine, which in turn makes you know, them become hypothyroid. And so many women get diagnosed with it, but most women do not get iodine as a recommendation, as treatment. Oh, they only get a synthroid or levothyroxine or some kind of a thyroid medication. So obviously, if this is caused by thyroid, I mean, iodine deficiency, why are we not fulfilling that deficiency instead of actually taking medications? Because it's really not well understood or known in the medical community. There was one study uh, 100 years ago where it said iodine is actually dangerous uh, because it was used wrongly in one person. And since then, they have been actually pretty much, um, you know, saying don't take it. They are actually advising against it. And that's what caused this huge spike in iodine deficiency and people are not really getting enough iodine. I will tell you this though, that yes, you do need to take iodine carefully. You do need to take it under maybe a professional like me. You should not be taking it yourself. You don't know what you're doing because there is a risk of overdosing, but we actually um, recommend it all the time to our patients if we find deficiency. So today I'm gonna actually give you a trick or a tip that you can actually look at yourself and identify if you have iodine deficiency, okay? So this is not, of course, foolproof. This does not mean that if you don't have it, you don't have iodine deficiency, but if you have it, you definitely have iodine deficiency, okay? So you go in front of the mirror and you put your tongue out and you look for the scallop marks. You know, like those teeth impressions, have you ever noticed those kinds of things? So it'll be pretty much like the, you know, edges of the tongue all on the sides. And that will be an indicator of iodine deficiency. So if you or any of your family members have it, you can be rest assured that you're iodine deficient. That does not mean that you can just go take any iodine or how much ever iodine and so on and so forth. You do need someone to monitor, you know, whether you actually need iodine or how much you need and all that. But that's actually a good tip for you. So if any of you have hypothyroidism and you don't know what it's caused by, one of the things to look for is your mirror. And, you know, find a mirror and look at your tongue and you'll be able to see if it is coming from iodine deficiency. Okay. So um, today, I think there'll be a lot of uh, people in the bathroom looking at their tongue from every direction and looking at each other's tongue as well. It's going to be interesting. But it's a really, really cool thing because when your body is iodine deficient, your tongue automatically becomes enlarged and the tongue starts resting on the teeth, even when it's closed. And that is what causes that scallop mark or it's the teeth impressions on the tongue. And it kind of leaves that impression even on a regular basis, even when the teeth is not really sitting on it, even when you actually put your tongue out, it actually is there. So that's one way to find out if you have iodine deficiency. And iodine deficiency is so common, okay? And iodine is not only necessary for the thyroid, it's also necessary for the breast tissue, it's necessary for the ovaries and the thyroid, and it's also necessary for the prostate in men. This is one of the causes, the iodine deficiency is one of the causes for benign prostatic hypertrophy in men, and this is not something that's known. And this is also the cause for fibroadenomas in the breast 
in women or you know this is that is commonly seen in women so this is also one of the factors and i've cured so many cases of uh, breast cysts with the help of iodine so it's something to notice so even if you don't have hypothyroidism look at your tongue today and see if you can find uh, any kind of iodine deficiency on it but then again there are also people who have hypothyroidism that may not necessarily show the scallops on the tongue but are still iodine deficient but not severely iodine deficient yet so that's something that only a professional would be able to understand and treat but it is something to know and then so water is something that you need to be very careful because water if there is chlorine and fluoride in your water if you have fluoride in your toothpaste these are all things that can actually deplete iodine from your body if you're not really even consuming dietary iodine enough then if you deplete whatever is there then you are absolutely going to become iodine deficient which means that we pave the way to hypothyroidism and you know breast uh, cysts and so on and so forth so pay attention to your water and another one that i would say in women especially is cosmetics there are so many cosmetics out there that have something called as bromide and this bromide also depletes iodine so if you have bromated flower or if you buy flower that is not organic most likely it is bromated what the bromide does is it actually keeps the flower from becoming stale so you can actually store them for long periods of time but flower has to become stale if it doesn't that's always an indicator that it's probably bromated even if the um, you know the bag doesn't say it so pay attention to that you know try not to buy a lot of flowers only in those cases they have to add those kinds of things if you do let's say sprouted things it's not a problem if you eat the whole grain it's not a problem so try to eat the whole grain rather than flowers because that's always a risk that you will run into and you always have to pay attention to it okay so that's one the second is the cosmetics which also has bromide in them like hair sprays uh, a lot of leave-in conditioners um, you know face products and so on and so forth have bromide in them shampoos conditioners so look for shampoos that are very very clean and i've said this many times before but i think it's worth repeating check uh, on the ewg list for clean products check on the think dirty app for clean products if it's anything less than three that's what you want to have if you're not sure of what products you want to uh, you know look for then you can actually find our link that we posted uh, of my recommendations for products so that you can buy those products that are safe we have already researched those products for you so you can buy safe products that are bromide free which means that they are not going to depress your iodine um, absorption in the body and it's also going to not depress your thyroid it's very very essential that we do this and another thing that i want to go over here today is that um, many a times we actually think that when we start treating our thyroid you know most people think well you know i'm going to get better immediately that's not how it works especially if you have been dealing with this thyroid problem for a long period of time for any disease to appear in your body it doesn't appear overnight it takes years and years and years before it actually appears on your blood test so as the same goes for treating it as well so if you're working with anybody be patient that is something that's very essential especially with your thyroid because if you have been suffering from it for even 2 or 3 years you at least are going to take 6 to 7 months to heal the thyroid which means that you will not need to take thyroid medication for the rest of your life so in the holistic view of your life is 6 uh, to 7 months to heal your thyroid a good enough time to give i think so so 
instead of actually trying to just take a pill and keep on doing that for the rest of your life, you can heal your thyroid once and for all. It does take a little bit of effort. It does take certain kinds of things that you need to do. And why? It's not just for your thyroid. It's actually for the entire body. When thyroid goes wrong, most of the time it's an indicator that there are other things that are also going wrong. But this is where the first problem appears. So if you try to correct that problem, if you make changes that will correct that problem, you will have a healthy life overall. And that is worth doing it for, right? And um, with the hypothyroidism, you know, I also want you to know that when you are actually working with someone, if you do blood work and all that, it's not going to immediately show up as perfect, especially as you're going off of your medications. So again, be very patient because it's a process. We are trying to make your own thyroid work better, which means that it is not going to immediately show up in the blood. And uh, I've seen this as well. Some people who even actually don't have hypothyroidism clinically diagnosed, but they have all the symptoms of hypothyroidism. For example, uh, the symptoms are uh, not able to lose weight even while eating well and uh, feeling excessively fatigued or feeling tired more than you know what is necessary for what you're doing. Um, having excessive hair loss, especially having hair loss on the top part of the head um, in women, that's a very, very common indicator of PCOS as well as hypothyroidism. So that's something to pay attention to. Uh, hair growth in abnormal places like the chin in women or any part of the face where it shouldn't be growing, especially thick hair, um, hair loss from the eyebrows is another thing that happens with hypothyroidism. Coldness of extremities um, is uh, one other thing that we often see. So these are all typical um, symptoms of hypothyroidism. Brain fog is another one. Brain fog is a very clear indicator of iodine deficiency. So in, in so many cases, we actually get them treated with uh, just treating that iodine deficiency. So if we start paying attention to all these things, I have treated so many women with all these symptoms, but clinically they don't have hypothyroidism. They have been pretty much called by their conventional doctors as crazy and have been prescribed antidepressants because they don't really see anything wrong with their blood, but they are complaining of all the symptoms of hypothyroidism. So they pretty much assume that maybe it is just in your head. But I know that that's not true. There are certain cases of subclinical hypothyroidism or even just iodine deficiency that is actually in the process of brewing into a hypothyroidism, but just not yet. As I mentioned before, because it takes years for hypothyroidism to develop, you may be literally caught between that you know, gap where you're not still diagnosed, but it's growing in there and you can experience it because we are intuitive beings, right? We can actually feel a lot of things even before somebody can diagnose us with something. So if you're feeling something, trust that, believe that, and take it to somebody who understands you so that you can get the help you need. But be patient with your body. Be patient with the changes you're making. Make sure that you are actually treating your body and your mind so well during this process and know that your body didn't betray you. Your body is there to protect you. Your body is there to help you heal. And if it was going to betray you, you would not be alive. So don't beat yourself up for having a disease. It's time to take action. If you can't do it yourself, contact someone that knows how to do it and they would be able to help you hold your hand and get you through this. You don't have to take medication for the rest of your life. Don't believe that lie anymore. Okay, so I will see you next time. I know you have things to do and places to be and you chose to listen to me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. 
I am Dr. Samya Shridharan and it is an absolute honor to be heard by you. I hope you enjoyed and learned something from this episode. Show us some love and share with your friends and family. And be sure to tune into our next episode in two weeks. Much love and help. Until then.